I am your co-CEO, Catherine oh. Weigel. I've lost about 145 pounds, and with me today is... Mailroom worker Donald Weigel, <laughs> and I have lost about 100 pounds. You'll get there someday, kid. Someday I'll work my way up to be co-CEO with my wife. Well, for you to lose another 45 pounds would require some sort of shark incident yeah. or something. So I'm, yeah. I'm okay with you losing 100 pounds. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Congratulations to you as well. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. In now this episode we... of We Only Look Thin, Catherine and I just pat each other on the Great. back for a job well done. Job well done. And guess what else we did? We can celebrate this with all of our fine listeners. We yeah. made it to 2021. Woo! Clap, clap, clap. It it's clap. the new year. Oh. All of our problems are solved. Oh, Yay! Our troubles seem to be so far away. We made it through 2020. We said we couldn't do it, but we did it. And as everyone knows, when you get into a new year, every problem that you've ever had in the previous year goes away. Oh, oh new year, new year. Yeah. Everything is different, and uh, it's all fresh. It's all fresh. So fresh. Uh, I have uh, an anecdote. I'd like to, like, we have show Whoa. notes. We have show notes. And, Whoa. and I have scheduled in an anecdote. I'm very calculated with my spontaneous it's a, content. This is spontaneous <laughs> banter, everyone, that Catherine has planned but didn't tell me about. Okay. Let's talk about M. Night Shyamalan, shall we? Wow. <laughs> the timely M. Night Shyamalan okay, talk. You know how in his movies... He there's always there's a twist there. I'm gonna spoil it. There's always a twist. At the you're end. you're spoiling the fact that there is a twist. <laughs> so, uh, you know how sometimes you buy things and you don't know that you're ever gonna use them. Yes. And then suddenly they become very useful in an unexpected way. Oh yeah. You know how that happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, like you know, like swing low with a baseball bat and oh, I see dead people. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, all, all that. that. Okay, so. While we were recording our notes, um, I had jauntily placed at my side my pink MTV sweatshirt. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, that's not the thing that was that was random. But I was writing notes with a pen because yeah. I'm old fashioned. It wasn't a quill pen or anything; it was just a no- normal pen. <laughs> a quill. We'll put the pen. kind of pen it was in the show notes so that yeah. you can buy it. Um, but I got ink on my hand, and then I got ink on my sweatshirt. Wah, wah. I sprung up very quickly. I have not seen Catherine move that fast. <laughs> well, it was pen and it's my MTV sweatshirt. In many years, yeah. So we were just about to record, and I was like, I gotta go. And I ran into the other room, and for some reason, you know how you have those dormant memories of things that are useful and you don't know why yeah. you know them? Yeah. I suddenly remembered that hairspray gets out pen. Oh. I do not need hairspray. I, I nor left. do I. I do not use it. <laughs> we don't leave the house, but you know, sometimes you're just at Target and you're like, it's a dollar. I gotta get hairspray. That's what grownups have. Yeah. So I sprayed hairspray on my sweatshirt. Wouldn't you know it? It all came out. Wow. I don't know how I know that I, that hairspray does that. I don't either. I don't remember knowing it or not knowing it, but my MTV sweatshirt is saved because I'm 46 and I have an MTV sweatshirt that I wear. And you have hairspray around. That's pretty amazing. I do. I, I would buy the hairspray just in case I was attacked by spies and I had to spontaneously <laughs> make, a, make a torch. Oh, yeah. No, it. a flamethrower. Everyone yeah. knows that. Well, you know, it has two, three purposes. Firm hold hairspray. That's right. Ink. And then also uh, KGB attack. KGB attack homemade blowtorch situation. For sure. So now, anecdote complete. We can tick that off the list of things (laughs) to do on this episode. Listeners, you're you're welcome. You're better for that story. (laughs) Uh, At least that's what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) 
we're all better for it. But uh, anyway, the uh, go- going back to it being New Year. It's the New Year, the everybody. New year. Um, as we record this, it's actually still December. Uh, but we're going to assume all our problems are solved because this episode is coming out in the New Year, and uh, uh, we have uh, talked about this before that. The new year doesn't actually erase all of your problems, but it can be. Unlike hairspray. Unlike hairspray. We did an episode called Imaginary Arizona Force Field where we talked about how, like, you go from one state to another. You don't actually, like, it's just sort of a, you know, social construct. construct. Yeah. Just like the new year is. But it is a great opportunity to take a fresh start. Like, you haven't made any mistakes in this year. Like, you haven't had the chance yet to do... You haven't had the chance to make any mistakes. You haven't mistakes. had the chance. Give yourself time and you'll make them. But it can be a an opportunity, at least psychologically, to start over. And a lot of people do. They, they right at the beginning of the year, they get on their new uh, fitness or their health plan. And uh, we encourage you to take this opportunity to either revisit the things that were working for you uh, or to, you know, try something fresh and new and start over. And... Last week's episode we did, we called, we did it the job fair. The job fair. The job fair. And uh, I believe we spelled it F-A-R-E on purpose. We're very clever. We're such clever people. Yeah. Um, And the point here was that you can search around for the right kind of health and fitness job for yourself. And um, we went through many different kinds of jobs in that episode. It's still available to listen to. I encourage you to listen to it. And... Um, what we came to the conclusion on is that make health and fitness your side hustle, your passion that really ends up paying off in the long run. Put your heart and soul into that and move forward. Yes. So now that you've gone around the job fair and you realize that you have a side hustle, it's actually sort of a full-time job, isn't it, Donald? Yes, it sort of is. It sort of is. But many of us have actual uh, full-time jobs. We are... Uh, caretakers where we have family, but our health is something that we can focus on throughout the year, not just as a seasonal employment. And with the new year, you know, oftentimes we look at kind of year-end results, even in businesses, we're going to tie this back to business. Yeah. We can look at year-end results and use it as a launching pad for the year ahead. And if you've had, if you've ever had a performance review, I know I have, uh, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't go well. And uh, in this case, the performance review might be the scale. Yeah. And you might not be getting the results that you want on the scale. So we're going to uh, make this uh, episode about the business of you. The business of you. And of course, being us, we are going to reference the very timely, timely. 1980 comedy, 9 to 5. 9 to 5. Kiss my grits, everyone. Yeah. Open up a can of ambition. That I'm was, not uh, saying anything correctly. <laughs> no, no. Kiss my grits was not from 9 to that 5. That was from Alice. Exactly. But uh, the movie 9 to 5 starred Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin, and Jane Fonda, along with Dabney Coleman. Can we pause for a second? I was probably, I don't know, do you know what year the movie came out? 1980, yeah. 1980. Yeah. I was six years old when that movie came out right and i was 10 and i saw it also okay i was i just want to make this very clear i was six years old when i saw this i remember things about it like lily tomlin was snow white at one point for a second yeah because of drugs right um 
why don't you give us a very brief synopsis of this film, Donald? So um, they are uh, put upon workers at some sort of, you know, place where businessy where people go. Uh, Dabney Coleman is a terrible, terrible boss. And um, they they think at one point that they've accidentally uh, murdered him. Yeah, with rat poison, as (laughs) you do. With rat poison. And it turns out that he's just fallen off his chair and hit his head. So they take him to the hospital. This and, has a point, everybody. <laughs> and then they they think he's dead, and they they don't want an autopsy to happen. So they steal a corpse from the morgue that they think is his, and to hide the body so that it can't be autopsy. Then he shows up <laughs> back at work, uh... and he finds out that they uh, had done this, and he blackmails them because uh, so that he won't charge them with attempted murder. As you do, and then they kidnap him he ends up sort of yeah, like yeah. tied up in a room they say he's on vacation but here's the part where it comes back to business yeah like lily tomlin ends up making all of these changes to the office you know to make things more fair for the workers or whatever flex time they put plants up flavored coffees that aren't rat poison exactly and then um dabney coleman escapes and he's like he's gonna turn them all into the cops but at the same time as he should (laughs) the big boss of the company shows up and is so impressed the productivity in the company since lily tomlin uh you know instituted all these changes the productivity has gone through the roof people are you know happy workers or more productive workers and Dabney Coleman gets uh, a promotion, which sends him to Brazil. You know, <laughs> as it happens. Lily Co- Tomlin gets Dabney Coleman's job. and Dolly Parton becomes a country western singer. And there are no consequences. Dabney Coleman gets kidnapped in Brazil and is never heard from again. And there are no consequences for kidnapping or attempted murder. Uh, and everyone lives happily ever after, except Dabney Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. So let's just pause for a second. I was six years old when I saw this. Yeah. Not appropriate. No. Not appropriate for me. Were you, you were 10. Was it appropriate for no. you? No. <laughs> no, but here we are bringing it back. Just like M. Night Shyamalan, it has come forward and is paying dividends today. Exactly. And how is it going to do that? We're going to talk about the business of you. Yes, we are. Business. I think I want to um, in- inject one more fun fact, however. Oh, okay. It's also be in 1980, Sheena Easton released a song that was originally called called nine to five but the dolly parton nine to five song was no. so popular she had to change it to morning train oh is that the, I'm baby yeah it takes, takes the morning train he, he works, works from nine to five, five. yes it was then... called nine to five oh, in, such in, a fun song. in europe and then when it came over here they changed it to morning train man i, I did not that's fun information fun fun fact yes indeed you get all of the fun facts it... here on we only looked in okay it is the new year you are getting fresh information from this podcast just like you always do i swear to you the weight loss and fitness uh tips are coming it's everyone. coming at, you're watching the m night Shyamalan movie you're like why is bruce willis hanging out with this little kid that yeah. seems kind of weird we're gonna bring it back around and then you will see dead people <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so what did we learn from nine to five <laughs> i don't in know in summary wait can i tell you we just wanted to talk about dabney coleman if yeah. we if you know we come up with episode titles i just wanted to talk about dabney coleman exactly america's Th- sweetheart that's really uh, also the star of the fictional uh movie in seinfeld sack lunch <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're bringing it forward let's make it a little more timely let's talk about undercover boss yeah shall we yeah so if if you 
were starting the company of you. You were starting You Inc. And you were going to create your side hustle. You're going to form an LLC and you're going to make this happen. Weight loss. It is weight loss. Yes, your, your weight loss and fitness company, that is you. And you went on Undercover Boss. Would you be happy with you and the work that you're doing? Well, and I think, okay, now we're actually going to, we're the rubber is hitting the road, everybody. Yes. Uh, when we watch Undercover Boss, uh, which I think I've done like two times. A couple you, of you times. You wear a wig yes. and a mustache. I have, we have actually seen at least two episodes. At least. We're talking about a movie that we saw, although not for like 30 years, uh, and uh, maybe 40 years, and a TV, show, a TV that show that we've at least seen a couple of well, episodes Well, and there's, there's one called like Restaurant Something or Other. Yeah, I don't remember that one, but you know, a, a guy puts hidden cameras in a restaurant and watches the employees yeah, messing up. Yeah, and like up. see their productivity and, then, and why aren't things really working and then he comes in and he like yells at everyone I think. yeah um but in undercover boss the boss goes in and actually sees how his employees are doing what the challenges they face uh there's a big difference between being a billionaire uh owner corner office person and being a low-level worker but in our weight loss lives we show a lot of different faces there's the instagram version of people that just shows the surface yeah and then there's like the actual like me secret eating out of the trash which i've talked about which are are both faces of my personality that not everybody gets to see but when we like when we are by ourselves living our day-to-day lives if there was a camera following us around what would it show about our commitment to weight loss yeah. and what would it show about our productivity and what we like what we show the world what is different between that and what we do in private? And sometimes we even lie to ourselves about it. I used to lie to myself about it all the time. Tell myself that my company was running super smoothly, but I'm doing the, everything right. But the, I'm doing everything right. But I'm still not selling any product, i.e., still not losing any weight. And I had to really get honest with myself and realize that I was not a good employee <laughs> of my health and fitness. Well, and I think too, we're going back to the '80s. Uh, Movies like The Secret of My Success and oh, yeah. like basically every mo- movie trope from the 80s was like mailroom person right. runs into CEO, gives honest feedback and likes that, you know, like I like the cut of that kid's jib. You're the new CEO also now for yeah, some so reason. I think that we just have this impression that we can just, you know, decide we're starting our company and then jump right to the part where we've hit our goal weight. Right. Like, well, but that's what we see on Instagram uh, and Twitter, Snapchat. I think that people do that on Snapchat. Sure. That's sure, a thing. Not? Yeah. Your, your TikToks. But we see before and after pictures like someone, oh, you know, I just decided to cut out soda and I lost 200 pounds. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I took this detox tea. I did this one weird trick and it's done. And I think we jump from that, you know, rags to riches, mailroom to the corner office. And we just want that immediate result. And a lot of times we see idea people, people with big ideas. They've got a lot of motivation. They suddenly, you know, clear their slate. It's it's a fresh new year. I'm starting this new program. And on day one, you just go in gangbusters going, okay, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. We look for our get rich quick scheme, which is actually a get thin quick scheme. We want that one weird trick to cut through all of the work to actually just get to the part where we've gotten to our goal weight. Well, and we've seen people too who are like, oh, well, I want to be a famous blah. 
like whatever it is, blah, maybe I should have used a different word, but yeah. like we see people just wanting to go without any business acumen, without any, you know, rolling up your sleeves and putting in the hard, boring, repetitive work. They just want their big idea to suddenly blow up. I have so many people throughout my life who have told me that they want to be a writer, that they, you know, their goal in life is to be a writer. And then I ask them how often they write and they don't. <laughs> and they just, you know, they, they, think that if they got hired as a writer, then they would write right. full time and then it would be their passion. They want to skip the part where they write a bunch of stuff for free so that they can then prove to someone else that they are a writer and go straight to the I am a writer phase. Right. Well, and I work at a, a brick and mortar kind of boring company that is too boring to talk about. It's a wonderful company. So happy to have employment. I'm actually so happy to this have will it. Be, this will come out like right around my uh, 23 year anniversary. Wow. With, I've been with the company longer than I've been married we to Donald are Weigel. We are old. <laughs> but back in about 2000, you might remember the dot-com boom. Have you oh, heard yeah. of dot-com booms? I've heard of that. Where everything, all the ideas just came out and were cool and did whatever. It was the time of uh, <laughs> internet startups, beanbags. Oh, Bean, yeah. Beanbag sales were I was going to say over the roof, through the roof. Over the roof. We were throwing <laughs> beanbags over the roof, which is part of our exercise plan. Sure. Uh, by the way, the we only look thin exercise plan, take beanbags, throw them over the roof. But people just wanted to sit around and, and let sort of ideas hang let out. ideas happen, like work on their own schedule. And, ping pong tables. You know, yeah, ping pong and foosball and, you know, video games and hey, you know. Hang uh, out with influencers. I don't think influencers were a thing then. But I like, don't know. Just cool Punching a clock is, you know, old school. That's like what they do in the old times. But if you're really building the company of you, eventually you're going to have to put some real work in. And, and actual talent. Actual talent. And you're going to have to create different departments that actually serve functions. And you're going to have to make those happen. And here is where we get really down to business of creating the health and fitness company that is you. Right. And... There are idea people, and even in the movie business, with the show business that Donald is in. The business of show. The business of show. Uh, there are financial producers who back things with money. <laughs> yeah, and there, you know, there are people who are in charge of logistics and practical matters, and then there are people who are in charge of creative things, and everybody wants to be in charge of the creative things, but guess what? If you don't have the people that are in charge of logistics and fi financial matters, the shows don't happen. Well, and it's not... You know, it's not the flashy exterior that you see. Like, it's not the reception. Like, everybody goes into the reception desk and is like, oh, they've got, you know, like little candies on the table. Yeah, and they've yeah, got, yeah. You know, coffee machines and, and comfy chairs. The actual work that goes behind what you see on Instagram, the actual work that goes behind, you know, the, the polished lifestyle that you've come to expect from We Only Look Thin is very different. And a lot of times we want the ideas. We want the big picture. We want just the get thin quick schemes. And we forget all of the business acumen that goes behind creating a successful business. And we sort of focus on creating a really great reception area where we're 
we're showing the world our best face. Like, this is the face that we show the world. We are putting our best foot forward. We're putting our receptionist out there. We're making everybody think that our company is running great. Right. We hire the good-looking person to... Right, exactly. And then you, like, actually enter the office, and it's a dilapidated shack (laughs) in there. It's just, like, a nicely done, you know, storefront with no actual substance going on. Right. And I think that we, you know... It was very hard for me when I actually went to college because I considered myself uh, a a creative type. I was a photographer and I went and actually got a business degree, like not a fictional business degree, but an actual business degree. An actual one. And I thought I was a total sellout. Like, oh, I'm creative. Turns out you need to understand finance, math, accounting, marketing, management, and all of that. And so we're the Dabney Coleman accidental rat poison situation falls back into this whole idea of creating a business for yourself. And Dabney Coleman was a terrible boss. Like even on paper, it's it's kind of a wackadoodle story. Maybe he got his comeuppance. But if you think about being self-employed, being your own side hustle, you're the boss, you're marketing, you're IT, you're all these different departments rolled up in one. And how we talk to ourselves, our self-talk is sort of how we see management. Yeah. Like we see people all the time saying terrible things about themselves. And if you're kind of in that undercover boss and you were looking at it from the outside, you'd be like, well, no wonder you're not successful. Your boss is terrible. Exactly. You're If you're constantly berating yourself, imagine your boss constantly berating you. And now suddenly you're doing it to yourself. You're going to take that. You're going to internalize that and start thinking you really can't do these things. So starting with your own kind of you know, marketing, advertising to yourself and really convincing yourself because it's true that you are an adult who is capable of doing hard things and you can, in fact, do this. You can, in fact, make the time. You can, in fact, achieve your goals. Well, and one of the things we're going to take you around now that you're a new employee of uh of you incorporated, we're going to take you around to all of the different departments that actually matter. Sort of like the job fair from last week or last year. Yeah. Uh, We're going to take you to the different departments that you might not even consider as being a necessary part of your weight loss. Um, So what's one of the most boring ones? Uh, The IT department. Oh, it's so boring, but it's so necessary. It is so necessary. Even if your uh, idea of technology is just a pen and paper, but really having tools that you can use use along your weight loss and fitness journey, like a computer, for example. IT stands for information technology, by the way. Exactly. And in my case, a Fitbit and a phone and an app to track my calories have been huge in my weight loss success. A scale measuring tools for oh, yeah. measuring food. Like exactly, all, of, all, all of the kind of boring tools that go behind our weight loss journeys. We're not working in theoretical, like, well, do I feel better? Do I not feel better? We actually have metrics that we follow. And that kind of ties in like the IT department of the tools that you have ties into the accounting department. Exactly. Are you measuring anything about what you're doing? If you don't keep track of the money you're spending and the money you're bringing in, you're going to go out of business pretty soon. And if you don't keep track of the calories you're bringing in yeah. or the food you're bringing in and the the calories that you're expecting spending, the exercise that you're doing, how much you are putting out, you're going to gain weight because we all have a tendency to overestimate the number of uh, the amount of exercise that we do and 
underestimate the amount of calories that we have. Well, and Donald was saying just the other day uh, when we used to belong to a gym and he would go and jog for 20 minutes. And he'd be like, well, jog for 20 minutes. Time to just eat all the things because got yeah, a I carbo thought, load. I thought running on a treadmill for 20 minutes was, should be enough in order to lose. Well, I worked out this morning. I like, I like don't understand why I'm not. 200, 300 calories maybe? Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why I'm not losing any weight. So it's the same thing. Like using your IT, using your tools to weigh and measure your food, to calculate, to write down what you're eating, figure out how much you're exercising, all goes a long way way to achieving your weight loss and fitness goals. Well, and also, I mean, just in terms of being able to, you know, if you're the employee of you, a lot of times you've got, you know, quarterly benchmarks to hit, you know, like you've got to have ways to go, how is this business being successful? What measurements are you taking for success? Right. For me, it's doing yoga Monday through Friday. It's getting in 15,000 steps. Like those are actual metrics that I can show the boss of weight loss. Right. Like, hey, well, I, you know, maybe the scale isn't moving, but I know that I have done yoga every day and I'm doing Blogilates arms and I'm getting in steps and I'm like, I have all of these different measurements that I can look at to show the boss of weight loss, the value that I am bringing to the organization. Because if you can't prove your value, like, well, I'm just, I got cool bean bags and I do ping pong and it's fun. And I post on Instagram, you know, like boss babe things like that's just the outward facing thing. That's not actually delivering for the company. Exactly. And you also need to come up with your own human resources department. For sure. You need to uh, have people in your life that are going to push you forward and to encourage you rather than hanging out with people who are going to hold you back and encourage you to stay out late drinking and, you know, pushing you to to eat in, you know, ways that you don't, that you know, you really shouldn't do. And invest in yourself. I have talked about her before. Eleanor Pinkett was the human resources director at the first company that I worked with. And she came to my desk every day. I was 18 years old. And she's like, you got to open a 401k. When are you going to open the 401k? Yeah. It was really annoying to have someone say, hey, you got to put in the effort week by week, even if it's $10, you got to do it. And so I've been putting money into a 401k since I was 18 years old. And if she hadn't come and bothered me every day, I don't think I ever would have done it. And it ha- it has made a difference. Like, yeah, it pays for sure. Delayed dividends. But also human resources are responsible for, like Donald was saying, the way you talk to yourself. There are certain codes of conduct in business. Like, we have to do training every year for workplace harassment and like not taking bribes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like in the form of the cookies that people send you. Exactly. But there are reasons that there are hostile work environments, like your nine to five Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda situation. Yeah. Like, You think about the way you talk to yourself, the negative self-talk, the way you shame your body, like all of that actually matters. And part of, you know, human resources is changing your language about how you talk about yourself. We've talked before about the Shad Homesteader book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And it really does matter. There are studies that show that how you address yourself, the positive self-talk that you have, and even the neutral language saying like, I am a garbage person 
if your boss actually talked to you that way, all of your friends would be like, you have got to quit. It is a terrible work environment. But we talk to ourselves like that. And we say that we're motivating ourselves when really it's just like, it's not helpful. Studies show that it is not helpful to talk to yourself that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, Another part of your business to really pay attention to is your break room. Oh, no. What does that relate to? Snacks. <laughs> you keep snacks in your break room. If you're keeping nothing but junk food in your break room, guess what you're going to eat? Junk, junk food. Yeah. So having foods in your kitchen that you can really go to and rely on that aren't going to trigger you and aren't going to send you reeling into madness uh, and having, you know, really preparing that break room to set you up for success is also super important. Well, for sure. And I think a lot of times we see, and I used to do this, is I would, you know, go to work without any prepared foods. And then I would just eat like two scoops of peanut butter and a Coca-Cola for lunch. Right. And say that I was a good employee. And it's like, oh, well, it was free, so I might as well have it. If we fill ourselves with terrible food as payment for a hard day when we're frustrated uh, in real life, we're talking about real life here. Yeah. Like we're going to get sleepy, tired, those afternoon, you know, blahs that I always used to get at work because I didn't actually prepare healthy food. And I used to really fall victim to, and I use that in quotes, the mentality when I was in my 20s, you know, if they had free food at work, then I had to eat it because I had so little money. But we're not in our 20s no. anymore. <laughs> oh, no. We, we are grownups who can afford to bring our own food Wait. to work and pass on the junky free meal. We went to the grocery store this morning uh, masked because COVID is still happening in 2020. I don't know what your future is like yeah. here in 2021. 2021, hopefully the pandemic's over. But uh, the uh, the guy at the checkout asked Donald if he was over 21 and his face was covered. So maybe the guy actually thought Donald was under 21. I think he, he was is kidding. quite over 21. Yes, I I said quite a bit past 21. (laughs) Thank you very much. No tip jar. Exactly. Um, So another thing uh, you for your company that you're going to need is research and development. Yeah, you don't know it all. And that includes listening to podcasts like this. Like this, but I know Catherine has told this story many times. But when when we had both kind of hit rock bottom, so to speak, with our health and fitness, Catherine decided she was going to reach out and listen to other, get other voices in her head. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of times when people do not want to reach out into a network for advice. They don't want to read. They don't want to – like, they think they know everything. And I think that is the most dangerous kind of uh, business to have, where you think that you're an island unto yourself. You've got it all figured out. You don't need help. You don't need, you know, a consultant to come in and look to see how you're running your business. Yeah, it drives me crazy when people say that they know how to lose weight, that they just need to do it. If you are saying that to yourself and – you have been the same weight or keep gaining, then you don't know how to lose weight. I I promise you, I know this from experience. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, there's a part of us that thinks, you know, there's shame. There's so much shame around needing to lose weight, especially when you see people who just seem to have 
businesses that run themselves. Like, oh, they can eat whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. And we think that we should just, like we were talking about before, that sort of like go from the mailroom to the corner office. We should have it figured out. We see people, we actually got an email from someone the other day saying they see people on Reddit who say that they lost, you know, 80 pounds in six months and it's all over. And we think that we see other people's trajectory. And if we're not keeping up with that, that we're flawed somehow. Is it bad that every time I see somebody say they've lost 80 pounds in six months, my first thought is, oh, they're gaining all that yeah, weight back? Yeah, but I've seen it happen. So going back to research and development, Donald and I say every single time, and it's not a gimmick, we are not fixed. We don't have it all figured out. We have to look at market changes. We've yeah. got to look at the seasons of our life. We have setbacks. We have surprises. We have competition. We've got to focus on our health all the time. We read books. We listen to podcasts. We invest in ourselves because if we just think we have it all figured out and we don't need to talk to anybody about our business, we don't need to do anything. Thing, we're selling ourselves short because we're not staying current and relevant. And so many of the tools that uh, that we have found, I found after I hit my goal yeah. weight. Like I didn't read Atomic Habits by James Clear until afterwards. I didn't read the Yoni Friedhoff book until I had already hit my goal weight. And uh, things like that have really helped me to put in perspective keeping the weight off and really maintaining it for hopefully the rest of my life. I even now, you know, I'm three years into maintenance and I still am cautious about saying to myself that I've got it together and that I really yeah. understand how to do this forever. Well, and I think too, and it's, it's something that I learned in the school of business um, because it was a business school, that <laughs> <laughs> that sometimes we have to outsource non-core competencies. Um, I know that you all just fell asleep there. So sorry about that. What was that? What? Oh. (laughs) Boring. But there are companies that outsource human resources, marketing, IT, because it's not what their core focus is. Yeah. Where that ties in is we we can either be in a position, and I know some rebels deal with this, where they want to come up with their own plan, man. Like, (laughs) we're going back to math. We're going to the mod squad. But you you are an individual. You can figure this out. You're going to come up with your own thing. But there is structure in place in the world because it makes sense, because repetition of, uh, you know, manufacturing actually matters. And if you're recreating your day every day, maybe you need something like Weight Watchers because it's a structure that is already out in the world. It is a turnkey solution that you can use for your business. You don't have to come up with your own new whiz-bang plan out of nowhere. You can rely on one of the Weight Watcher plans. You can use your MyFitnessPal or your Fitbit app to track calories. Those are systems in place that have tried and true results that, you know, you can just turn to instead of coming up with something from scratch for yourself. And, you know, reaching out and hearing those new voices might literally have saved my life. Like I was at my absolute heaviest, my worst shape, diabetes diagnosis, physically miserable just all the time. Didn't even realize how miserable I was at the time. And now five years later, I feel like the best maybe that I felt in my entire life. And I have a new lease on life, which I know is a huge cliche, but really doing that research and getting those other voices into my head and realizing that I had been doing it wrong. I had been running the business of me incorrectly for my whole life has been huge and literally life-changing. 
Well, and two, I think if we're wringing the stone dry uh, with the work analogy, when we show up for our job, like we were talking about in the last episode, we expect a paycheck every week, every two weeks. We expect benefits. And we wouldn't show up to our jobs if there wasn't an immediate paycheck. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, well, I'd do this job for free. No, I'd, I would not do this job for free. No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we... We show up because there's a paycheck. And so many times we look at the scale as our paycheck. And if the if we're not getting that, you know, weekly validation for our hard work, we want to quit. If our boss doesn't give us accolades, if people around us don't say like, oh my gosh, you look so amazing, we get discouraged because we look for those external validations of our progress. And when we own our own company of Weight Loss Incorporated International, right. LLC Incorporated. Such like, a catchy, catchy name. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. But a lot of times in startups, people get stock options. That means that you don't get an immediate dividend, but you're given a part of the company that hopefully in time, if the investments pay yeah. out, you're getting a payout down the road. And our health is that long-term 401k, you're not going to see it until you retire benefit package. And it's so hard in the short term to look at that and be like, okay, well, all I have to do is wait 30 years and it'll pay out. We want that immediate benefit. And when, when the scale doesn't comply, when we don't see that immediate every other week return like we're gonna quit but what are we gonna quit to yeah like, you you can't unemployment's gonna run out you can't just quit health and fitness like they're you know your life you you can't just step out of your life you have to still live it and you have to still live with the consequences of it well and the price is so high like if we don't get that immediate return and we quit and our benefits run out like we're gonna live in a van down by the river like Emotionally, whether we're <laughs> <laughs> maybe literally also, but like if we don't invest in ourselves now, if we don't put in the time and the energy and invest in all of the different departments, there are more departments, but the current departments that we know about, like we're going to end up with high blood pressure diabetes, achy joints. And we don't see that immediately because we just like, we were focusing on the reception desk, like, oh, I got the new workout outfit and I got the Instagram account, like fat to fit to fit to fat. To exactly. Fit to fit to, like spelled interestingly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the catch. I mean, all we do is spell things in weird ways for the podcast. So I'm not dissing that. But this goes back to the, are you looking for seasonal employment in your health or are you looking to invest in your future? Because the the more passion that you can put into this, the better working environment you can create for yourself. Like, are you Dabney Coleman or are you Lily Tomlin in this? Exactly. But the biggest and maybe the smallest room in the company. Yes. Maybe the smallest room, aside from the supply closet. Maybe which the of, smallest room, but perhaps the most important per, room. There, and should we just leave it at this cliffhanger and then make them wait until next week or should we tell them? Let's tell them. It's the copy room. And you know what you do in the copy room? Making copies. Making copies. Referencing Rob Schneider's (laughs) character from the 90s, I guess? Uh, Yeah, maybe late 80s, 90s. Yeah. But here's kind of the, the culmination of all of this is making copies of your health days really matters. Yes. 
If you wake up every day wondering what you're, where you're going to take yourself, what your body feels like doing, <laughs> like you're not going to get consistent results. No. And the reason that companies have departments with deliverables and check, you know, lists and, you know, repetition of behavior is because it pays off. Yeah. If you're recreating your habits every day, you just don't know what you want to do. You're just going to sit in the beanbag and, you know, see where your ideas take you. It's probably not going to go very far. Imagine you had to rewrite documents over and over from scratch every single time you needed a new one. Like a monk in a a monkery? Is that what they're called? There's a monkery. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Not a monastery for sure. Um, A monkastery. (laughs) A monkastery. Faye, you are definitely going to make mistakes and you're not going to copy everything over correctly. And think about all the time it's going to take to reinvent that from scratch. But if you find a system that works for you and we call that system a habit and you maintain those habits and you do them over and over again, guess what? Eventually you hit your goal weight. That's what Catherine and I did. Boom. But I mean, going back to the undercover boss, if you were, you know, if you had a camera and you were on a television show and just like, okay, let's look at the habits. Be like, why is she not getting up and exercising? Like, yeah. why is she mad that she's not getting the results? Like, she just walked once this week and not six days. Like, what is happening? Exactly. But this week she's really productive. Like, why don't you just be consistent? We can take the analogy. You can get it. Just fill in the blanks on the things that you do every day. <laughs> but James Clear talks about those atomic habits, those day day in, day out deliverables that we give ourselves, tracking calories, closing the kitchen at eight o'clock, getting in the steps, drinking the water, having a salad, pre-planning your food. All of those are really the boring nuts and bolts that keep our business running, but they matter over time. It is predictable and it is boring, but it yields those larger results. It's not just the big sexy ideas that show up on Instagram stories. It's the boring day in and day out stuff that isn't really going to make the front news, but it is going to deliver you, you know, week over week, those, you know, that that feeling of success, because especially if the, if the scale doesn't immediately show your results, yeah. you can be like, you know what, I got in 100,000 steps this week. I drank, you know, 64 ounces of water a day. I, you know, hit a calorie deficit every day. It's going to pay off. It's a lagging indicator and it pays off over time. But it takes an investment and we don't always get that corner office that we dream of, that we think we deserve. Sometimes we have to earn it over time. Working your way up gently through the company that is you. And thank you so much for uh, gently listening and working your way through this episode. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, This is our 156th episode, which means we have done, uh, that's 52 times three, which means this is technically the end of our uh, third year of uh, doing the show. That is bananas. Yes, indeed. Like, that is actually, I'm not wearing a hat. I'm going to put on a hat. I'm going to tip it to you. Congratulations to you, too. And uh, congratulations to all of you listeners uh, for getting through the episode. We appreciate it. (laughs) You're like, Uh, oh, there's the M. Night Shyamalan thing at the end the the business is you the business is really you swing away everyone (laughs) and go see some dead people um if you would like to listen to our three years worth of episodes they're all available on our website at weonlylookthin.com and you can also find them anywhere that you uh, found this podcast uh 
They're all still out there available. We have not put any of them behind a paywall, and um, you can uh, check them out. Yeah, and if you would like to send us an email and tell us about the kind of business you think you're running or the kind of business you would like to run, you need some more consulting advice, let us know. You can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Or if you would like active consultation, you can join us at Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place. It is a support group for women based on Facebook. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a support group where we uh, share the ups and downs, sort of like a business networky situation. Yeah. You can, but you don't have to leave your own home. You can just do it on the internet. It's super fun. And you can find out more information on that by going to our website, weonlylookthin.com, and clicking on Join Our Support Group. Uh, if you sign up for a three-month membership, you get a complimentary seven-day trial. And if you sign up for a one-month membership, you get a complimentary three-day trial. So you can check it out, make sure it's for you before you uh, before you commit. Yeah, it's kind of like an internship, so, uh, so you can do that. Um, if you like what you have heard, if you are just great that we have talked about Dabney Coleman on a podcast. <laughs> if you have been missing that and you would like to tell someone about it, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, indeed. We uh, just recently uh, crossed the 400 five-star reviews mark, and Yay. we uh, are grateful for all of those. Uh, the more ratings and reviews we have, the more likely it is. So, you know, we get boosted in search results when people are looking for health and fitness podcasts. So it really helps us out, and we appreciate it. Yeah. So if you're still not sure if you're pouring yourself a cup of ambition or making copies, just remember <laughs> that Donald and I are an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.